The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Good morning and welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. This is Dr. Marianne Chase. Today I'm really excited to bring you this program. I'm going to be discussing with my guest, Elaine Williams, PTSD and in particular the PTSD that involves military families. And before we get started, however, I do need to uh, speak about this is really for educational and informational purposes only. It's not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this program is purely my opinion, Dr. Marianne, and the opinion of Elaine Williams. Always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. Elaine is one of my mentors. And Elaine, I, I am so glad to have you here on this show. You come from a, what you say, call a very military family. Your dad and your brother served during the Vietnam area. And your sister was in 20 years in the Air Force and the, with a deployment in Afghanistan and Iraq. Your Marine son braved the conflict as a LAV-25 in the 3rd LAR in Somalia in the 90s. Now, honestly, I have to admit, I do not know what LAV and LAR is, and I'm sure military people really know what that is. But by way of introduction of you, uh, you being part of a service-oriented family, your service and mission to your country is to help people help themselves. And you are a life skills and an energy healing coach with a toolbox full of natural, non-invasive, and effective processes for the mind, body, and spirit. So once again, thank you, Elaine, for joining me. You're welcome. It's good to be here, Marianne. (laughs) Elaine, as a child in a military family, what were some of the dynamics that you experienced related to PTSD? Well, with a military dad, he was career Navy for over 32 years. The focus was his 
responsibilities to the military, that seemed to be his number one priority. And the family was secondary. When you're in the military, they tell you where to go, they tell you what to do, and you don't have as much freedom as you do when you're a civilian. And so we traveled around, you know, to different countries. Um, We had to go, you know, uproot whenever the military called. And, you know, it was stressful. The other thing was um, we were more like his subordinates, you know, in the military. Um, (laughs) His children were... He gave us directives and, you know, just that mentality of being military. It was do as I say and not as I do kind of stuff. And that takes a toll on personal relationships with spouse as well as children. It doesn't have to, but in a lot of cases it does. In my case, it did. Right. And um, having to take the orders, it, would you say it just depends upon the type of order? Um, yes, it does. Well, one of the things that I've realized over the years is when a person goes into the military, they go into boot camp. They mm-hmm. are indoctrinated, they are trained, and the stress of the indoctrination and the training is is critical to them being able to follow orders um, because they're going to be going into a lot of life and death situations, especially if they're going to be in combat. Uh, like my son, LAV was light armored vehicle. Okay. He was, he was a, a ground trooper. He was out there, you know, on the ground with guns in hand, you know, face-to-face, so they are trained to be hypervigilant, and they are trained to kill, if you will. That indoctrination stays with them. They're never uh, decompressed when they get out of the service. They keep that, you know, they they keep that um, basic training, but they're never retrained when they get out into the regular world again. Right, right. So now, if a military individual were retrained to be less hypervigilant, you would say that, would that uh, be a help to the families of these veterans? Absolutely, absolutely. When you've got the leader of a family, like a dad or a mom, the, the family, the children, have to literally take the orders, take the energy, take the um, um, stress and all of that from whoever's in charge. And if there were a debriefing, if you will, of not just the service person, but their families as a unit, as a whole unit, when they come out of military service or they are transitioning, that would be so helpful to our society. But they, the service personnel get 
moved out into society, and it's like, what do I do now? I'm used to taking orders. Um, I'm left on my own. A lot of them don't know what to do after a while. Right, right. What would you say is the primary thing, if there were one thing that the military family experiences stress-wise, what would that be? It would be, um, well, the military personnel are trained to be very secretive. You're, don't talk, don't tell. Right. They come out, you know, with their spouses. They don't talk, they don't tell. There's a problem going on. Um, I can't discuss it. You know, they're programmed not to discuss it. That affects the relationship. The kids want to have conversation with the parents that are military. They don't know how to communicate like that. They don't know. Uh, they're they're uh, stifled in their communication levels because they're not free to speak what they need to speak. For my son, example, um, he came back so different. He didn't want to talk about it, can't talk about it, don't want to talk about it. So they hold it inside, and when they hold it inside, it builds up and creates physiological stress, and that comes out in things like nightmares, grouchiness, anger, um, conflict, um, all sorts of emotional turmoil, and that spreads throughout the family. The family doesn't know how to interact with them. They're different. How do I interact with this person that I can't communicate with anymore? Certainly. So when we're talking about these individuals that have served our country and have been trained to be hyper-aware, have been trained to be very secretive, the family simply does not know that person any longer. We as a country have been really educated about the PTSD as of late involving our military, but there has been very little attention paid to the families that also suffer along with that military individual. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're the silent sufferers. Um, there is more information out there for the military person, and that's great, and that's wonderful. In my working with um, PTSD and veterans, one of the things that I have found is when you include the families in teaching them things like emotional freedom techniques and self-care processes, they all work together and the family doesn't feel like the enemy anymore. Sometimes the, the military vet feels like the family is the enemy because they want information. They want him to interact, and he's been trained not to interact. He's been trained to be hypervigilant, you know, um, don't trust anything, be on your guard all the time. And, but when you teach the family how to interact and to, 
use self-care techniques together, then they're all working together in concert and there's more harmony and peace in the family relationships. And there isn't that distance that gets developed when there's not communication. Right, and and when that di- distance develops, it does it cause even more difficulties for the individual that has served? Absolutely. Trust goes out the window, and you can't have relationship without trust. Great. Elaine, it's time for a break now, and what I would like to do when we come back is speak about the ways that um, the PTSD is treated in uh, a conventional sense, but really I want to concentrate on how you have found best to work with individuals and their families with the PTSD. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You read about it in health news every day. Cancer rates are going up. Obesity in the U.S. is on the rise. Heart disease and diabetes are top killers every year. We can follow the advice of our doctor, but cravings persist. Weight goes up and energy is still down. It doesn't have to be like this. Tune in for Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. You'll learn how you can work with your body to feel better and look better, too. Body Balance Talk airs live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Marianne. Thanks for sticking with me. And I have a guest today. It's Elaine Williams. We are talking about PTSD and specifics on how it involves the military families. We have been going over some basic information about PTSD and and really what's involved with our servicemen and women. And Elaine, I was curious, in the conventional sense, how are our servicemen and women being treated for PTSD now, and conventionally, and are their families being involved in this treatment? Their conventional right now is psychotherapy, group counseling, um, group work, um, and psychotropic drugs, and um, there's some family involvement, but not as much as there needs to be. There really needs to be an emphasis on it. Now, here's another reason why it's so important to involve families. A lot of times, because the vet has been trained not to speak of anything, everything has to be confidential. Mm-hmm. They won't even tell you they've got problems. It's only in their actions and reactions from every their environment and the people around them that people realize that there's a problem. And they won't seek help. And so it's the families that need to be trained as well so that they can create environments where the vet can feel safe in learning new ways of helping themselves, new self-care tools. And that's been my emphasis, is working with the families, the spouses, and they can take that down and work with the, uh, the children, you know, on whatever level they need to. But when you get the families involved in it, the families can warm the vet up to self-care tools. And that's where we really see that the vets can feel more safe and not as threatened and more willing to do work that will help them to help themselves. Certainly. And what you speak of is energy tools to help the um, veterans and their families. On this show, Elaine, I have been discussing uh, in specifics the energy tool of the healing codes. I've also mentioned other energy tools like EFT and um, other things along those lines, emotional freedom techniques. When you start working with a military individual, how do you help them learn about energy healing and and what is so important about energy healing? I start very simply with them. Everything is energetic. So I start with what do they understand? They understand that their language 
is a tool for communication. So I teach them the vibratory effects of the words that they speak. So, for instance, um, and, and I'll just put this out to our audience, our radio audience today. So I have them speak certain words, like um, the word control. So if everybody in the radio audience would just close your eyes and just take a deep breath in through your nose and say the word control and pay attention to where you feel it in your body and what does it feel like. Does it have sensation? Where is that sensation? Is the sensation positive? Is it uh, warm and inviting? Or is it constricting and tense? Marianne, did you just go through that exercise with me? Oh, yeah, certainly. And what did you notice? When I say the word control, I certainly do not get a warm fuzzy. <laughs> uh-huh. And so what was the physical feeling that you felt and where did you feel it? Well, in my particular case, I had this little tight sensation in my back between my shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. That's where I tend to carry most of my stress. Okay, so just the frequency, the energy of the words we use, like control, has a physiological effect on us. And so say the word allowing. Close your eyes, take a breath in, and say the word allowing. Radio audience, you do the same thing, please. Yeah, Elaine, when I do say that word, what I experience is that that warm fuzzy. It it literally, for me, is a nice, warm feeling around my heart. That physical heart, not not the emotional heart that uh, I have been discussing. Mm -hmm. Now, that was just two words. But the point is, the words we speak have an energetic, reaction in our physical body. So if we are under stress, the first place you want to start is at the very simplest point of watching your language. You know, how am I speaking to the people around me? How am I speaking to my spouse, to my children? And so we teach them because remember what I said, they're never deprogrammed. The vets are never deprogrammed. So by helping them to program in a different way that helps them to be supportive in their families, all of their family members within the whole unit, there is going to be peace, there's going to be proper activity, there's going to be trust, there's going to be um, energy for improvement, energy for Uh, moving forward and creating a new way of being and enjoying life instead of being hypervigilant. Right. The controlling word is like a hypervigilant tool. It's like I have to control what I say. I have to control everything around my environment. But when you allow, you open yourself up and you are receptive 
to what is helpful to you and your system. Right. Elaine, I can certainly appreciate how we need to deprogram our servicemen and women as they leave active duty. But what do you do with our servicemen and women that stay in active duty? They certainly, as protection for our country and uh, themselves, do need to stay hypervigilant, but their family still suffers. How would you approach that? You compartmentalize. And the way you compartmentalize is you make a choice. When I am in service, when I put my uniform on, I am in a certain state of mind, I am in a certain state of readiness, and therefore I perform in a certain way. When I am walking through that door to my home, that is my sacred space, and I am programmed to be dad, to be husband, to be lover, to be kind and gentle, and so here's a tool for, for that. Before you open that door, turn that doorknob, you stand on your toes and you drop on your heels. That forces all the energy, the negative energy that you've accumulated in your job or out in the world, it forces that energy that you've been collecting in your physiological system, forces it into the ground and you turn the knob and you walk into your home and leave that energy outside and you put on the hat of family member. Those are subtle tools, but those are powerful. When you drop your heels on the ground, that reverberation transforms you. It goes up your spine and it settles your system down. It's amazing. Okay, radio audience, stand (laughs) on your toes and drop on your heels. And Marianne, are you doing it? I'm really not able to do that. but (laughs) (laughs) Try it when you get off. It's powerful. It's absolutely powerful. That's part of our taking our power and using it to help us, to help ourselves and help our families and help our communities. Being able to compartmentalize, be who you need to be when you are there, but... Put on a different hat and a different mindset and step into the roles that we play. When you go to the beach, you put on a bathing suit. When you go to church, you put on your church clothes. When you go to work, you put on your uniform. Same kind of thing. It's an attitude. It's a physiological shift. We can do this. And, yes, this is is wonderful tools to use not only for a um, military individual, but for any civilian, as it were, coming home from work, taking off the clothes and the stress of work. You can just stand on your tiptoes and hit down on your heels to ground yourself, as it were, and head back to home to that different sanctuary. Elaine, when we come back from the break, uh, I would like to talk a little bit about some of the 
other specific energy tools that you use with the military. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to the healing whisper of return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show hey welcome back this is dr marianne chase i have Forgotten to mention prior to now that you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And uh, you, you can do that just by clicking on the Voice America links to, to find me there. And uh, you can also email me anytime. Not even, uh, you don't have to wait to, to email me during the show. Today we're talking about PTSD and the military, and in specific, the effect that it has on the military families. My guest is Elaine Williams, who is a family of military herself. Her father, her brothers, her sister, and her son were all military. Tell me, Elaine, uh, your son served in, uh, let's see, I believe it was Somalia? Right. And in Afghanistan? No, my sister was in Afghanistan. Oh, okay. So did your son... My son was a Marine. Oh, boy. I I tell you, talk about programming. The Marines are, would you say, one of the heavier programmed, or is it pretty well equal? Um, It's, well, when you're going to be a ground troop... You're 
you're, I think yeah. you're more heavily programmed. Uh, you're programmed for combat. Certainly. My dad was Navy, and he was Medical Service Corps. Um, but my um, my son was combat. So there's there are distinctions, but everybody has to go through boot camp. Sure. So now, was your son diagnosed with PTSD? No, um, and that happens a lot with vets. They will not present themselves because they're afraid that if they go in and claim, you know, a disability that they will get labeled, that their benefits will be affected negatively, that their jobs may be affected, their civilian jobs may be affected uh, negatively. So they don't want the stigma of being classified as mentally um, handicapped, if you will. So my son was one of those. It's like, no, I don't need that. I don't need to have some doctor tell me what's going on in my head. (laughs) And are they thinking that what's going on in their head is just normal? Um, Yeah, normal for a veteran. And that's just something that they will have to live with. Yes. The other thing, too, is they come back with so much guilt. You know, they're trained to do things that innately they would never do. And there's guilt. And that's one of the reasons why there's so much suicide out there with veterans. The guilt and and the nightmares. My son had nightmares. And... uh, you know, he, my daughter-in-law, you know, she's the one that first told me that he was having nightmares all the time. And uh, the physiological effect of the nightmares in the middle of the night, he can't sleep. Uh, he's grouching at everybody all the time. He has his own mm-hmm. business, and so business was suffering. You know, family was suffering. Uh, health was suffering because he couldn't sleep. And just... The constant stress on the body, being hypervigilant all the time, replaying those programs, those pictures and memories in his mind of scenes of, you know, bodies and, and just horrific things that we would never even encounter in a regular, a regular society, especially in the U.S. So your daughter-in-law told you about the difficulties. Do the military families ever seek help for their loved one, the the veteran that has been diagnosed with PTSD or not diagnosed with PTSD? Um, yeah, they do. But what happens is a lot of times it's, um, well, there's nothing wrong with me. It's always you. You know, you go yeah. and you get the help that you need, but I'm okay. You know, so that, they can seek the help, but the yeah. veteran, him or herself, may not accept the help. Yeah. Exactly. That's why if you come in from a softer angle through the family's learning and making shifts, you know, reducing their stress, by learning self-care techniques, then 
the energy starts to change in the family, the vet will start to see that there's changes going on. Like I worked with uh, couples, and the vet may not be ready, but he'll watch the spouse, you know, do the work, and he will feel... And mostly it was husbands and wives. The husbands were usually the vets in the uh, last segment that I did recently. Um, the husbands were the vets and the wives were um, there to support. And in the wives' learning and the sharing, there was tremendous progress being made because there didn't feel like a threat going on there. The atmosphere was a little different. If you get a whole group of veterans in a group, they're going to talk war stories. <laughs> if you get the spouses in there, you know, that sort of levels the playing field of, all right, let's, we can do this work. It's, you know, it's easy. I, I see my, my spouse sharing and I see the shifting in her physiology. I see her um, her shoulders relaxing. I see her smiling. I see her sitting closer to me. You know, oh, something good is happening here. So would you say the irony of this is that when the families help themselves to de-stress and learn how to shall we say, deal with the PTSD themselves, it helps the veteran begin to heal? Yes, absolutely. So the veterans... Well, the other thing, too, is it's not all about the veteran anymore. He's not the target. Okay. And I use he because that's the majority Certainly. That I've worked with. Yeah, he's not the target anymore. He's not the one that has the problem. Yeah. So would you say that if a person notices, whether it's a spouse, a fiancé, or even the parents of this, or even grandparents, I I am familiar with uh, a veteran that uh, it's his grandparents that are... mostly worried about him, mm-hmm. if they change their response to his challenges, that they can begin to help him see that there is something for him out there? Yes, but also there it's not just about their response to the vet. It's about their ability to be able to cope with their own emotions and their own issues in relationship to the vet that is dealing with PTSD. And so, have in your experience, has this brought the veteran up to the point where he or she is willing to heal themselves with the energy techniques? Yes. Um, It's a slow process. And when you're working with vets, you can't force them. You know, I've had uh, groups where they'll start, you know, they'll come in and they'll sit back, 
um, with their arms folded and and you can just feel that negative energy, but then the majority of the group will sit forward and participate, and the one with their arms crossed, you know, will, they may leave, but that's okay. You know, there's no judgment there. But then we've got some that will be on the periphery. They won't leave, but they'll just, and not fully participate, but they'll hang around. They're they're taking it in in their own way. So just in being gentle, however they want to do it, we're here to help you to help yourself on whatever level you're capable of at this point. And then they start to come in and pull up the chair and be an active part. When they see that their buddies are feeling better and the relationships are improving and their marriages, then then they start to trust. See, when you have PTSD, you lose your trust. Mm-hmm. That's part of the stress of it. And losing trust, you don't feel safe. And getting back to feeling safe again, safe in relationships, safe with yourself, safe, you know, in your environment. That's part of the energetic process that we're using here. Right. And what, that part of the lack of trust also is in their training. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Everybody's your enemy. Don't trust your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody outside of that uh, particular platoon or group in which they are uh, serving. Yes. When we come back, I, we're, we're a little early for a break, but I, I want to take off early so we have a little more time after the break to go over some very specific things that the veteran and their family can do energetically. We've already had some specific things like changing your emotional clothing before you walk into the house. But I would like to find out about some specific things that the veterans and their families can do to release their um, pictures, their negative pictures of the battle. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. 
We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Dr. Marianne. Welcome back to The Healing Whisper. I'm Glad that you could stick with me. Today we are talking about PTSD and and specifically how it involves the military and their families. Elaine, when a individual has PTSD, they are bringing up, whether in nightmares or whatever, pictures of the stress that they have suffered. We have spoken about how we see everything. All of our memories are in pictures. What are some specific ways that you have found very effective in helping the veteran change those pictures, and how do the families help? Okay. um, My toolbox of healing, energy healing tools includes EFT, includes my premier modality is the healing codes. And the reason I love the healing codes the best is because you find the picture, you find where you're feeling it in your body, you rate it on a scale of 0 to 10, and then you create a new picture. And in creating that new picture, it has a different vibration and you step into activating that new picture. And healing with prayer, or energy, if you will, the old picture. And that is one of the premier tools that is so effective and fast. Okay, so that's one of the tools. And what was the other part of your question? Well, uh, how do you help the families uh, deal with these negative pictures that the veteran is experiencing? How do they help their veteran? Well, mind over matter is one of the greatest tools. So we ask, what is it that you would like to see? If you don't like this picture, describe the picture. Oh, grouchy not communicating, always angry. What is the opposite of that? 
what picture would you like to see? And when you see that picture, how are you going to activate it? What are the pieces of the puzzle that you're going to put together? If you have them write it, it's like creating a contract for themselves, just even on a little three-by-five card that they can put on their refrigerator. Oh, the opposite of anger is understanding. Uh, So I want understanding. And I feel that in my chest so that they've got that awareness every day and they can direct themselves, create new habits. And in teaching them how to get it there, that's what I do as a coach, a healing energy coach. Right. And I I certainly agree with you that the healing codes are the premier methodology for changing those pictures. And I will be teaching about the healing codes in more depth and in greater uh, extent as to how to use them for particularly different uh, issues that we have in our life, those those heart issues. And uh, you mentioned another uh, modality, EFT, and for individuals listening in, EFT is uh, short for Emotional Freedom Technique, and you may also know it as tapping. Elaine, do you find ever that you need to start with tapping before you get into the healing code? Is that picture so stress-ridden that the veteran just can't even go there for a while? Yes. Um, I found that starting with EFT is a good way of taking the edge off in the beginning and then getting into the deeper level. There may be some generational issues that need to be healed as well, and that's where I feel healing codes come in uh, and are marvelous for that. But I do like to start with EFT because it's something physical that they can do in the very beginning and it gets the physiology moving, the bioelectric system in the body moving. Right. And and to explain to our audience about uh, generational issues, a couple of weeks ago, I had a PTSD conversation with Tom Costello, and we were speaking about being born with PTSD even prior to our birth and birth trauma. We uh, are suffering from PTSD, and that is because all of those memories are pictures that, as it were, are stored in our cells. And being stored in our cells, they're also stored in the egg and the sperm. And that's how our generations, our moms, our dads, uh, can pass on the stress issues with us. Well, I Elaine, totally agree. Yeah, totally Elaine, agree. our time has just flown here. And How can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, Send me an email, Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, at momserve.com. M-O-M, like mother, S, like Sam, E-R-V, like Victor, E, dot com. 
All right. You use a little bit of that military talk, Victor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, folks, we are going to continue in on the healing codes, how it can help you. And we will be speaking about unforgiveness, probably the number one stress that we give ourselves that causes the the problems with our own personal stress disorder and issues of the heart. I'd like to remind everyone that you can always reach me on, find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I'd also encourage everyone to email me at thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com and ask for a free healing codes directions on just relieving stress in general. And my YouTube, I have a video on how to specifically do the healing codes, the hand positions and um, what have you there. Elaine, uh, is there anything you'd like to give us in close? Just lots of blessings to everybody for their own personal PTSD issues. We can heal ourselves, and it can be easy. Right, and it it certainly can be easy, and you don't have to go to psychotherapy. You don't have to take psychotropic drugs (laughs) drugs <laughs> to to relieve your own particular stress and i would like in closing to quote from proverbs 423 above all else guard the heart because from it come all the issues of life thank you for joining me elaine and thank you for joining me audience, and until next week. Bye now. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.